Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello, and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about how to listen to your body, which may be my favorite subject of all because I know how important it is, but also because I know how confusing it is. If somebody would have told me 10 years ago, Heather, just just listen to your body, I would have looked at them like they had three heads and thought, okay, well, um, that's great, but how the fuck do I do that? <laughs> and I know that Quite often when I am giving women that same advice, you know, you need to listen to your body. If you want to feel good in your body, you need to listen to your body. They give me that deer in the headlights look and think, okay, well, sounds great, but uh, how the fuck do I do that? So that is exactly what we are going to talk about today. Ways that will help you learn to listen to your body, which will allow you to honor your body, nourish your body, respect your body, trust your body. Basically, I'm not overstating this. It's it's the truth. When you learn how to listen to your body, everything in your life becomes easier. The first step of learning to listen to your body is to get off of the scale. I know I've said that before. And spoiler alert, I'm going to continue to say that for probably the rest of my life because the scale is a trash way to measure how you are doing in your body. But specifically, when we are talking about learning how to listen to your body, the scale is taking you outside of it. Every single time you step onto the scale, you are giving that $20 piece of plastic your power. You are saying, okay, I feel, fill in the adjective. I feel great. I feel skinny. I feel healthy. I feel strong. Step on the scale. Does it confirm it for me? Yes. Great. Wonderful. I'm happy. No. Oh, there goes, I look in the mirror and I feel like shit again. We've all been there. We have all had that happen to us. I know I have multiple times where I'm feeling great. My eyes tell me I feel great. My body tells me I feel great. The mirror tells me I feel great. I step on the scale and the scale's like, back up, bitch. You gained a pound. Instantly, I feel disgusting. And same on the other side. You're feeling not so great. You're feeling a little bloated, a little chubby, like you've overindulged. Do you need the scale to tell you that? No. You don't, but you get on it anyway, so you can continue on with your pity party. And so I don't want to get into all the reasons the scale is trash. If you've been here a while, you know my feelings on the scale, but I need to really impart that to you because this is something I get a lot of pushback from consistently. And that's, you know, well, how will I know? How will I know how I'm doing? Well, you know how you're doing because you're going to learn how to cultivate a relationship with your body. That's how you will figure out how you are doing. And then I hear, well, if I don't weigh myself, then I just, I'll gain all the weight back that I've lost. Again, that is just, that is not true. That is you saying that you are not capable of maintaining a healthy relationship with your body and with food without checks and balances from a $20 piece of plastic. That is you saying that you are basically a, a powerless little victim. And I just, I don't buy that and it's not acceptable to me. And I pray that it's not acceptable to you either. And so I cannot, you know, and too, the hippie in me needs you to know, if you want to listen to your intuition, you need to listen to your body. 
And you need to listen to your body without going to other sources because that's exactly what your intuition is. It is your inner knowing. It is your divine knowledge. And so every time you use a tool such as the scale, you are telling your body, your subconscious, your higher self, yeah, I hear you, but I don't trust you. I do not trust your judgment. I do not think you are capable of making decisions about what we are doing in our lives. And so for body-related reasons and spiritual-related reasons, if you are going to listen to your body, you need to get off the fucking scale. And disclaimer, if you are like, no, I can't. I cannot get off the scale. I just absolutely can't do it. Stop listening to this episode because anything I'm going to say after this is not going to be applicable to you because you are still giving your power to a $20 piece of plastic after you have thrown out the scale because you don't need it. You don't need to hide it. Your husband doesn't need it. Your children sure as fuck don't need it. Nobody needs it. You just throw that thing right out. You're welcome <laughs> because it's going to it's gonna hurt at first. I will not lie to you, but I promise you, this is a rip the bandaid off thing. Once you throw that thing out, once it is out of your home, out of your vicinity, you will not miss it. So again, thank you because you will be very thankful in just a few weeks. After throwing out the scale, the next step in learning how to listen to your body is talking to it. When is the last time you have asked yourself, how do I feel? Again, without going to an outside source to validate how you feel, without even zipping up jeans. That's another reason. We can't do that either. Just sit down with your body, close your eyes, Take a big, deep breath. Let your lungs fill up fully. Release all that air. Take a couple more. Just let yourself ground yourself into your being and just ask, how do I feel? And observe what comes up, what thoughts come up in your head. In full disclosure, you'll probably have thoughts that have nothing to do with your body. You'll think about how your kids have soccer practice and what you need to get at the grocery store. That's normal. That is fine. We are not looking for perfection here. We are looking for dialogue. And so all I am asking you to do is to get in the habit of asking your body how it feels because that will start extending into situations where you know, you're sitting down to eat, you're grabbing a snack, you're debating on whether or not to get to the gym, whether or not to take a walk, if you want to watch that Netflix show or if you need to get in bed. All of these things are really highly correlated. And so creating a practice where every single morning, at some point in the morning before you start your day, you just take and it only takes 30 seconds, so get, don't give me the excuse that you don't have time because um, that's a bullshit. You do. <laughs> I want you to sit down, just close your eyes, couple deep breaths, and ask, how do I feel? How do I feel today? And let your body respond. And then going off of the responses that you feel today, I feel good. Okay, great. Well, what do you need to continue that feeling? What do you need to expand upon that feeling? Or I feel tired. Okay, not so great. What do you need not to feel tired? What would truly help you? And spoiler alert, it's it's not a donut or a pumpkin spice latte. No. <laughs> Those things are not going to help you. It is going to be a big glass of water and maybe a little burst of movement. That is going to truly give you energy, not quick complex carbohydrates, or I'm sorry, quick processed carbohydrates and caffeine. Not saying those things are bad. Don't get it twisted. But asking yourself, are they serving you? Because in that situation, when your body is truly tired, those things aren't going to serve you. They're going to further expand that problem. Not a good thing. 
And so cultivating that relationship allows you to get full answers because that is something I get all the time from people, pushback. Well, if I just ask my body what it wants, I'm always going to hear nachos and white claws. And listen, here's the thing. Maybe you will at first. If you are coming from a background like I came from, extremely dieted, extremely restricted, living in a bunch of rules and regulations Monday through Friday, like, yeah, your body is going to rebel against you for a little bit. It wants everything that you have been withholding from it or, and this is important, or threatening to withhold from it. Because mental dieting is just as exhausting as actual dieting. It doesn't matter that you haven't gone on an actual in quotations, diet for years. If you've been telling yourself, I'm going to start Monday for the last five years of your life, or if you've been shooting on yourself, I shouldn't have this. I shouldn't have this. I, I didn't earn this. All those things, right? That's mental dieting, which means even though your body may not be calorically restricted, your mind has been. And so all that to say, yeah, you may have a period of time where your body kind of just rebels and says, I want pizza, I want cake, I want all these things that you never let me have. But that's important. That's part of your healing process. And nobody likes to hear that. Believe me, I, I didn't want to hear that. But it's the truth. That is a part of your healing process. And don't you worry your little heart because eating like that for an extended period of time feels like shit. And now that you are committed to talking to your body, you're going to recognize that because I'm just expanding. I'm playing devil's advocate for myself here because that's the other thing. Well, no, people eat like that all the time, Heather. People, and this is not me judging anybody, anything. This is not me judging anything. This is me being honest. Yes, you look at our standard American diet and it's shit. And people do eat like shit all the time. But guess what those people are not doing? They're not asking themselves how they feel. That's the missing step. That's the missing link. Because, and you know this from experience, you all come back from a vacation, a weekend, a really, really decadent meal, a decadent cup of day, a couple days, your body is like, oh, no, this does not feel good. And so I'm getting to the point here. All that to say, even if you do have a small period of debauchery, when you are checking in with yourself and asking yourself what you want, your higher self is going to stop you. It is going to say, no, I can't do this anymore. This does not feel good. Give me something green. <laughs> Give me a vegetable. Give me some water. Let me sleep. Take me on a walk. Your body will stop you in its tracks. So do not fear asking your body what it wants because when you honor those wants, it'll also allow you to honor the needs. When you get in the habit of asking how you feel, you are opening up space for what you really need. And this is important because healthy eating has become dietized, right? We have taken, we, you know, America, diet culture, ladies, you know, born past 1960, when anytime after margarine and thigh sizers and snack wells, all that bullshit. We've taken healthy eating and we've categorized it into whenever you are doing it intentionally, well then yeah, you must be dieting. And that is just, that's bullshit, right? That is such bullshit because if you look at people who are living and feeling their best, they are naturally eating quote unquote healthy without giving it much thought. And those people, being one of those people, that's available to you. And you may be shaking your head because I never believed that either. I thought it was something you had to work incredibly hard at. And 
for a period of time, yes. Yes, you will have to work hard at it. You have to work hard at unlearning a lot of habits and you have to work hard at breaking patterns and self-sabotaging nature and all of these things, all of these rules that came from outside of your body. That's work. That's why I do what I do, right? To help people unlearn. It's not learning new things. I'm willing to bet that you know what you, quote, should and shouldn't be doing. You know those things. It is helping you break the patterns that will allow you to actually do those things without feeling like they're being forced to get you in a state of flow, right? That That is that's what I do. That's what makes me excited to get women in a state of flow where being good to their body just happens naturally. So all that to say, that is extremely, extremely available to you. You can have that. And as soon as you start, you are. That is something I believe with every fiber of my being. That does not mean that it's not going to take work. That does not mean that you just are going to simply decide, okay, I'm in flow. I nourish myself and you're never going to have to think about it again. No, that's when you bring your actions into those affirmations and you show up for yourself. You show up for yourself like somebody who gives a shit about their health. Somebody who gives a shit about how they feel. Somebody who knows that they deserve to feel amazing at all times, right? That's what you do. And so believe it. Believe that feeling good without that much work is available to you, knowing that like anything, you're going to have to put in some groundwork. We've all learned how to drive. I'm assuming most of everybody, right? We, we learn how to drive. The first couple times behind the wheel, all you're doing is thinking. It's exhausting. There's so much to think about. Now you get in the car and it's there's nothing happening in your brain. You're just driving. Y'all, it's the same thing with quote unquote healthy eating. It will become your normal if you allow it. And getting to my point, <laughs> how you allow it is by making the habit, going back to what we just had a couple minutes ago, checking in with yourself. What do I want? What do I need? Because the more you ask those two questions, the more your body will start telling you without you even having to ask. If you've read my book, if you have taken the Magic Mindset program, you have heard me talk about the pause. This is why the pause before meals and snacks is so important because it creates that space for you to listen to your body. And it doesn't take a long time. 20 seconds, that's enough, right? If you're going over a minute with the pause, you're probably on some bullshit. You're probably waiting for your body to tell you something that you want to hear but isn't necessarily true for you in this moment. And I find this a lot. This is a lot of follow-up calls I get when people are like, well, my body really did want the nachos. And they're like shocked by it. I'm like, yeah, because food is enjoyment. Food is social. Food is supposed to be like a really pleasurable experience. Your body is going to ask for that. Honor it. There's nothing wrong there, right? It is your job to honor your wants and your needs. And I can't stress enough, when you are honoring both together, that's when you find the perfect balance for you. That is when your body decides, like, again, this is something that comes up all the time. Like, what do you eat for breakfast? What do you eat for lunch? And I hear it. And then they're telling me how they binge after dinner or they can't even make it to dinner. They're snacking all afternoon. But then we go back to their breakfast and lunch and there's no pleasure there. There's no enjoyment there. They didn't. They ate those meals. Those meals are quote unquote fine, but they don't love those meals. They don't look forward to their meals. So when you add in a little bit of the wants, which is as simple as adding in some cheese, adding in an English muffin, adding in you know a really nice earthy hearty bagel, something that gives you real satisfaction and joy with your meals, when you satisfy your wants, 
it makes it easier to honor your needs because that's when your body can go, yeah, and I also really need some water and I really need some broccoli. And it's completely disattached from you being good, you trying to lose weight, you trying to zip up your skinny jeans. It's a disattached from all those things. It is only attached to how it feels, how you feel in your body in that moment in time. And so creating space before meals is the best gift you can give yourself because it's going to allow you to literally have your cake and to eat it too. I want to throw in a caveat here that I normally save for one-on-one because these are conversations that are highly individual and specific to you, where you are right now in this moment of time, what you've done in the past. That's a big one, right? That's a really, really big one in, in this conversation and what your goals are for the future. So this is Take this with a grain of salt because this is not going to be applicable to everybody at this time, but it is worth mentioning. And that is the fact that sometimes, I know I said flow, flow, flow. In the beginning, sometimes we do need to force. And so if you are coming from a place of a lot of processed foods and very little nutrient-dense foods, so you're not a big vegetable eater, you're not a big fruit eater, you're not a big meat eater, You will have to force that a little bit, but understand that forcing there is the kindest thing you can do, truly, right? It is the kindest thing you can do. And I am not talking about filling your plates with bags of broccoli. I'm not talking about that. I'm not above it personally. When I need my veggies, like I will be an animal and get them in because I know how I want to feel, right? So you may get to that place. Be warned. You may be the weirdo walking around with raw broccoli on vacation to just get in your veggies for the day. It's cool. I'll I'll cheers to you with my bag too. But if your body is not used to having that type of nutrients from food, it's not going to naturally crave them. Like it is available to you to be somebody who craves fruits and vegetables. It is completely available to you, but you need to regularly eat them for that to happen. And so the small caveat I'm saying here is You may, if you're somebody who goes a couple days without eating vegetables, you're going to have to force yourself to eat one serving a day. And that forcing is the kindest thing you can do. And that's not a lot, right? You're an adult. You can call your bullshit and eat one serving a day and just make that a goal. I'm not saying two. I'm not saying every single meal. One meal a day, one serving of vegetables at that time. Just get it to happen for a period of time that you can establish by yourself right? You have autonomy over this. So say, I'm only, if you feel like a lot of resistance around that, then just for today, just today do it. See how you feel tomorrow. Maybe you repeat it again, or maybe you just do it for a week. You can do anything for a week, right? It's not that hard. And so set a period of time, but hold yourself accountable to it because being somebody that you can rely on is really, really important. And so don't set a goal for yourself that you're not going to keep. Just know that doing some forcing there around nutrient-dense foods. Again, fruits, vegetables, animal proteins, it's a really incredible kind thing to do to your body. And when you get in those nutrient-dense foods, it makes knowing the difference between needs and wants so much easier. And another big caveat that it's probably going to piss you off more than the first one. (laughs) Stop fucking drinking. Please. Not forever. Not telling you to be sober, not, you know, and if you if you're if you don't drink, if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I barely drink, okay, just hit the 30 second forward button like three times and I'll be done with it by then. I'm just give me 90 seconds if you do drink. We'll get through this together. 
when you are drinking, you are literally unable to listen to your body, right? I'm not even going to get into all the metabolic effects that alcohol has on your system, how alcohol is absolutely trash if you have any sort of weight loss related goal, like complete trash. Am I saying that you can't lose weight if you drink alcohol? No, I am not saying that. But I am saying you are making it a lot fucking harder on yourself. So you need to understand that going into it. Yes, even one glass of wine, one white claw. Oh, my God. One of my Kelly sent me the other day. Some brewing company is called Athletic Brewing. Like, come the fuck on, guys. Really? Stop. Know when you're being marketed to, and that should offend you. It shouldn't attract you. When I see, it was like some off-brand. It's not White Claws, but something. And it was like, high in antioxidants. Like, that should piss you off. They, those marketers, they're calling you stupid. They're literally banking on the fact that you will be naive enough to think that you are putting something beneficial in your body when you pick that alcoholic drink up. Like, that should make you mad. Do not give those people your money. They're fucking assholes. Like, those those people are lying to you. It is really predatory. I said 90 seconds. I, I'm, I lied because I got off on a tangent there. But anyway, drinking is taking you out of your body. And it's not only doing that while you are actually drinking. Like nobody needs to be argued that fact. We can all admit, yeah, yeah, when I'm drinking, I don't really hear my body that much. It's kind of why I drink, right? Like, but it does so for the next couple of days. And again, even when it is only one or two drinks, even if you are a seasoned drinker, just because you have a high tolerance doesn't mean it's not affecting you. It just means you have a high tolerance, which again, that's probably not a good thing. So I'm saying this without judgment. I'm saying this with love. I drink. I am not sober. There is no judgment there. I will never judge anybody for drinking. I am saying it because I respect you and I want to see you thrive and I want to see you feel amazing. And so just know if you are trying to feel good in your body and if you're trying to honor your relationship with your body, deepen that relationship with your body, never have to diet again and grow your intuition, every time you drink, you are making it harder on yourself. And so be really aware. And if we are working together, what I will suggest to you, whenever I have like a, it's a seven week um, client relationship that I have, I ask them to not drink for the first three weeks. That's it. That's not that long, right? That's not that long. And so just give yourself that gift. If listening to your body is important to you or feeling good is important to you, stop drinking for a little bit. Before I tie up this episode, a really quick plug for movement specifically strength training. Not telling you not to do cardio. I love cardio, but I love cardio because it takes you out of your body. It allows you to get into a higher head space, open up your crown. We should do a whole episode on how you can manifest using cardio, but that's not going to happen if you're on a fucking spin bike with an instructor three feet away from, well, not even a foot away from your face. Stop doing that. Listen to yourself. Different episode, different subject, but get into your body. Do that with strength training. Strength training was an essential part of healing because strength training taught me how to listen to my body. When you are strength training, you have no choice but to ask how you are feeling, right? You have to get into your body. What does my arm feel like right now? What is my glute doing? What is my stomach doing? You are doing all these things without even having to think about it. And that carryover into learning to honor yourself, learning to listen to yourself, it's huge. So if you're not currently strength training, start. It is, it it will have a huge, yes, metabolic, yes, you're going to get stronger, you're going to look better, you're going to tighten up, you're going to get those long lean muscles that you think you're going to get from doing Pilates and that shit. Nope, that's all from strength training. But it's also going to teach you how to listen to your body, how to honor your body and how to feel your body. So please start (laughs) lifting some weights. It is, it's really important if you want to 
feel good and be able to listen to yourself and be able to ground into yourself. So I know I'm leaving a lot on the floor here that we didn't discuss because I don't want to make this a 50-minute episode. I really try hard to keep these like to 20, 25 minutes and I'm coming up to that mark. But as always, let's talk. Let's connect. If this is something you need help with, you know where to find me. You know where to find me. Please reach out. I would be honored to help you clarify any of this and help you learn how to listen to yourself so you can create your own set of habits, routines, guidelines, all those things to keep you feeling really, really well without much thought and without much effort after a little bit of thought and effort go into it for just a couple weeks because I promise you it's worth it. So I will see you back next week. Next week, we are going to be talking about, okay, well, there's two things. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about specifically things I stopped doing that changed my life for the better. And I have a sneaking suspicion that if you stop doing them, you're going to get the same results and why your willpower sucks. So that's what's coming up. And as always, I'm open to your suggestions. What do you want to talk about? You know where to find me. Let me know. Um, I will see you back. Rate and review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the drill. (laughs) I will see you back next week.